Hi guys and girls, welcome to episode 87. Yep, like 87 right. of the Spartans in Pajamas podcast. One day I will know what fucking episode we're on. Um, yeah, uh, I'm your host Loz. I'm totally not with it today. It's fucking hot as balls. Uh, as always, we've got Dolph. Hello. We've got Star. Well, have we got Star? Yeah. Oh, there yeah. she is. <laughs> I can just imagine you digging the ribs, digging the ribs. Star, shoo! <laughs> and then uh, we've got Bob's. Don't think we're going to picture up too well. Yeah. Uh, so, it, last couple of days, it's been like Heatwave Part 2. So, we've had like nearly 30 degree weather over the last couple of days, which means down Heat. south, it's f- got to be fucking hot. Heatwave Part 2, Electric Boogaloo. Hmm. Just in time for that little fucks to go back to school. Yep. Well, my, I know it on my way to work. I'm say, although Shit. mine isn't a little fuck, he's alright. He's behaved. Because I'll kick his ass if he doesn't. Uh, well, yeah. So, the possibility of day streams coming back in again now. Ooh. Depends on how I feel and if I can be asked once I've done. Uh, it's not like you have to get dressed, though. No, no, not really. I mean, he comes to him from school on his own now, so. He's uh, a big boy. He is a big boy, yes. He's taller than you by a country mile because he's almost as tall as me. That's not fucking hard, though, is it? I'm five foot, like, one. Yeah, but you're a very Although, cute five foot one. Alex at work is shorter than me, so it, it is possible. Do you call him a hobbit? No, I call him my little bean sprout. Oh. <laughs> I bet he loves that. She, Alex, oh, Alexandra. She, I just assumed. Silly me. She loved uh, it, Sprout. Aww. Or Ali Pally, depending. <laughs> so, yeah, hot as balls, everyone's wham. We've all got fans in some description. Mine's hidden under my desk. <laughs> So it doesn't blow anywhere near the mic. Uh, we've pulled out Bob so she can get aircon on hers. I don't know if Dolphin Star do, but. Dolph? What's that? Fan. Fan? Mm-hmm. We have it on now and then. Right. And there we are. Oh. There we go. I just upgraded the fan to slightly taller. There we go. So, uh. Yeah, I don't know. The pre-ramble this week's pretty shit because we haven't got much to say. Yeah. I mean, it's all... been boring over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, we had Bank Holiday Sunday and there's a couple of things that happen over Bank Holiday weekend that I just think is funny and needs talking about. Uh... Oh, yeah, I went out, out Ooh. on Bank Holiday Saturday. Oh. Mm-hmm. So Carly. Oh, yeah. Because, uh, yeah, she doesn't work... but oh, She works Bank Holiday Sunday, but she doesn't work Bank Holiday Saturdays. Yeah. So was she... that... Yeah, it was Saturday. Yeah. Because we went to the the county music bar or the green room thing. Yeah. That I didn't get invited to. Fuck that. Oh, what? Uh, also, it's... Scouse. Called... Uh, well, I saw Scouse come in with... Uh... 
no, not Zoidberg. The one with the, the red beard. Justin. Yeah. Yeah, he was out with Justin Tristan. Mick. Uh, uh, I only Steve, saw those two. Mick. And Carly. Yeah. Well, in the, there's a pub in town called the County Music Bar, or at the moment, He Cunty Music Bar. <laughs> yeah, He Cunty. <laughs> and they swore that the, 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 U, the O falling off was just to do with the weather, but the T, I think someone nicked that. <laughs> I think someone they're had still that. not fixed yet. So no, I, I don't think they're going to fix it. They'll no, be like, all right, we're going to He Cunty. Anyone want to go to He Cunty tonight? Oh, I'm going to He Cunty. Yeah, let's go He Cunty. Almost, almost sounds deliberate, doesn't it? Oh, I yeah. I know, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, as always, uh, Bank Holiday Sundays are busy. I mean, it was like an old school Bank Holiday Sunday. The the I can't say what the money was, but it was good. Uh, it was busy, busy. Kept us going. Um, I was fucking knackered by the time I was done. Because there were people like at quarter past twelve, like, oh, uh, oh, but you don't have much to go, do you? What time did you start? And I'm like half eleven this morning. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, yeah, I'm ready for bed. <laughs> Fuck off out of my pub. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. It, it's the polite. It's the polite way. It's like, yeah, I've been. Been at work since this morning. No, what time half eleven. Yeah, half eleven. I've done twelve <laughs> hours, and they're like, "Oh, okay, yeah, we'll we'll drink come Gary way then." And they were regulars, so they were all right. But it's just when they, everyone asks you, like, "Oh, when did you start?" And it's like, "Yeah, I started early." And they're like, "Fuck, you've been on all day." I'm like, mm-hmm, I've been on all fucking day. That's what an AF. That's what an AF day is. Yeah, that's why I'm like now, fucking gorming out in the corner. Well, I'm hot- glad my shifts are Monday to Friday, eight thirty till five. Oh, it's almost a That's nine to five it. there. Yeah. What a way to make a living. I don't. Mm. I don't even have to do weekends if <laughs> unless I want to do overtime. Now it's great. But um, yeah, there was a woman in so loud at the pub that she used screech and my defences got lowered, <laughs> and I had a fucking massive headache for the rest of the shift. God. Had it been supersonic, I'd have been confused. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get into it, shall we? I think <laughs> I think I've beat you guys over the head with no fucking dumb jokes. Speaking of dumb jokes, though, mm-hmm. hey, from the mirror.co.uk, it seems to be the source of all our dumb fuckery. Um, oh, yeah. There's a reason for that. Dumb fuckery, bullshittery, you know, you name it. <laughs> the mirror has it all. Yep. Oh, yes. All right, well, that music's not uh, it's not playing sound. That's good. Uh, so this is a school meeting is pranked as they unknowingly read out a long list of rude names. Yeah. It says, warning, explicit language. So uh, we're all live, so don't say fuck our cunt. Uh, members of... <laughs> you can say bollocks. Uh, members of a school board became unlikely viral stars when a recorded meeting captured the moment they were tricked into reading out a list of fake names. Uh, when a meeting is dragging onto its fourth hour, you might be able to forgive those uh, involved for taking their eye off the ball a little bit. But members of the Enrico School Board in Virginia, United States, have found themselves in the uh, the unlikely stars of a viral video after falling for one of the oldest tricks in the book. The yeah. panel had met to discuss issues including COVID nineteen, 
uh, returning students to school and transport logistics. They were more than three hours into the agenda when they moved onto the public comment section of the meeting. The first public speaker stood to address the board uh, before they moved on to the long list of names who had also requested to be heard. The only problem was, the next six names of, on the list weren't people at all. <laughs> uh, uh, the chair of the meeting then painfully and slowly called out the names one by one, repeating each one once or twice for good measure. Oh dear. But each time he was met with silence with those who signed up not present at the meeting, as reported by the Enrico Citizen. Uh, he makes it all the way through the list without noticing the theme. Uh, and we're assuming the names look something like this on paper. Phil. Phil McCracken. Suck. Suck my dick. Ophelia. Ophelia my cock. <laughs> Eileen. Eileen Dover. Don. Donkey Dick. And Wayne. Wayne Kerr. Much of a uh, much like Bart Simpson's evergreen prank on Moe's Tavern, the names uh, take on a very different meaning when read out loud, and the clip uh, has been reviewed more than thirteen point five million times after being shared on Twitter. <laughs> Views were left in stitches uh, on how successful the mystery prankster has been, and were baffled as to how the speaker was allowed to reel off the entire list without being stopped. Um, one person wrote, I feel like he should have been onto it, but I leaned over. And the second one says, I thought he'd stop. He did not stop. And another added, dude, I can't stop laughing. My face hurts. My stomach hurts. Hell, I may even have a six pack now after all this laughter. Um, so is this, this, the, I think this is the, the video. So I'm going to play the video for the, the people listening. Uh, if you are on the mirror as well, guys, feel free to click that link and watch it. So let's click this. Uh, so in in this uh, environment, you answer to us, and I'm asking that you do not pass this policy in Virginia. Thank okay, you so in this much. I think we're getting we onto the names you. now. It's about 15 seconds in. Phil McCracken. <laughs> Phil McCracken. <laughs> Sulk, Suk, Mahidik. He nearly said it then as well. Ophelia McHawk. Ophelia McHawk. Eileen Dover. Eileen Dover. Don Kiddick. Don Kiddick. <laughs> Don Kiddick. Wayne Kerr. It's got to be a British guy. Wayne Kerr. You'd think they'd have had like Bend Over as well. They must have had more. Well, I leaned over. Sounds fucking tame compared to Bend Over. Exactly. That you would have got straight away. Everybody gets bent over. Uh-huh. Oh, there's no there's no comments on this though. This is too fresh. It came out on the first this. But if you listen back to the thing, he's like 
Don Kedick. Don Kedick. Suk. 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 Suck my dick. <laughs> Ophelia McHawk. <laughs> Dude, that guy got fucked by him. He did. He did. Oh, because but... we have to do the um, like you know the. Oh, what is it now? Postcodes, and you have to say like A for Alpha. Yep. <clears throat> One of the girls inadvertently said wife of wife of wanky. <laughs> like, oh god! And she didn't even just say it once either. She said it like two or three times. She was like, "Yeah, wife of wanky." <laughs> No, no. Oh, God. W for wanky. <laughs> <Fuck sake. laughs> but yeah. <clears throat> Poor man. He's never going to live that down. Ever. Mm. Never, ever. Still caught now. Oh dear. Oh dear. Well, then we move on to more dead things. <sighs> I, I'm just thinking now um, of a podcast title, All Rise for Film McCracken. Uh, All Rise for Film McCracken. Suppose they did the um, fill up a condom, though so he might have um, caught on to that one. Mm, maybe. So yeah, uh, so another minor celebrity has died this week. Um, it happened. He was dragged away by uh, security and people wearing Please. gas masks. Is it? Uh, it was uh, Defra, was it? Yeah, it was uh, Geronimo. And the police. Yep. Yeah, Geronimo is dead. Is dead. He is dead. Uh, so this is also a moment of silence for Geronimo. Okay, moment's gone. Okay, so uh, also from the mirror.co.uk. Um, so there's also more that's coming out today uh, as we're recording. Um, we can get into after this. But uh, Geronimo the Alpaca is being killed after a desperate bid to save him from execution. The animal was dragged away from his pen, struggling on his leash on his final journey. Protesters wept and had to be held back as police wearing hazard gear bundled him away from Wickwall Gloucester Farm. Uh, his heartbroken uh, owner, Helen McDonald's. So, uh, on her farm. <laughs> last week's last week's uh, podcast title really does fit. Now, Miss McDonald had an alpaca. Uh, Early today, yeah. he made a desperate last-ditch plea for the authorities to allow Geronimo to live as he was plucked from Wickwar, Gloucestershire Pen. Avon and Somerset police entered the alpaca's enclosure with their actions broadcast on an online feed for... Oh, online feed of the enclosure. What? They did it live? They live-streamed? Yep. yep. Oh, for fuck me. Other alpacas yeah. on the farm... Uh, yeah, 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 which were not in the same pen, gathered nearby when the commotion started before running off to another part of the farm. Uh, webcams... See ya! Yeah, exactly. It's like, fuck that. We don't want to get mixed up. 
Uh, webcam <laughs> footage showed Geronimo make a break for freedom from his captors before running into a field with the other alpacas. Uh, several officials followed him, carrying rope and chase the pack around the meadow. Geronimo was then led back into his barn before being dragged into the back of a vehicle as he pulled against his leash. His death just comes days before a destruction warrant was due to end on the 4th of September. Uh, the Department for Environmental Food and Rural Affairs confirmed his death on Tuesday afternoon uh, and confirmed a postmortem examination will be carried out. A statement from the authorities said on Tuesday, uh, drama was euthanized as a necessary measure to con Troll the spread of bovine tuberculosis. Tubic fuck. Tuberculosis. Tuberculosis, I wanted to say. Tuberculosis. Uh, fuck me, I nearly read vasectomy then. Uh, the government's chief veterinary officer, <laughs> Christine Middlemiss, said, This is a terribly sad situation, and I'm laughing through this. And our sympathies remain with all those affected by the devastating disease. No one wants to... the, the vasectomy specialist. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. You want the snip? She's your woman. Uh, no, no one wants to have uh, to call infected animals. If it can be avoided, but we need to follow the scientific element uh, elephants evidence. Fuck me, sideways. <laughs> the scientific evidence and call animals that might have. Uh, no, sorry, that animals that have been tested uh, positive for BTV to minimise spread of this insidious disease and ultimately eradicate the biggest, the, the biggest threat to animal health in this country. Not only is it essential to protect livelihoods of our farming industry and rural communities, but it is also necessary to avoid more TB cases in humans. <clears throat> Distressed uh, supporters of the owner's campaign were earlier seen at the farm having to be held back on Tuesday as the animal was taken away. Uh, oh, fuck. A We Are Geronimo banner set up by campaigners opposing the destruction of the alpaca could be seen in a live feed capturing uh, what were to likely be soon the alpaca's final moments. Fuck, it's like the Green Mile got remade in a really shitty fucking way. Worms, or is it Oh, what lemmings where they go, Geronimo! Uh, that's, I think... I think it's worms when they do the bungee jump, isn't it? Maybe. Uh, it wasn't a worm speak as well. Mm. Uh, Helen tweeted, Defra have arrived. We are asking once again for an urgent meeting with uh, Defra George Eustace. Please don't execute Geronimo. Nice. That was well brought up. Shame you wasn't. <laughs> Avon and Somerset Police confirmed earlier officers had arrived at the farm where Geronimo was staying. A force later confirmed it was supporting the animal uh, and plant health... Oh, fuck me sideways. Animal and plant health agency, AFA, in executing a court warrant. A spokesman said, we will always support our partner agencies to carry out their lawful duties and our role is to prevent a breach of the peace and ensure the public safety is protected. His death comes after death were granted a brief stay of execution, giving Geronimo more time to live. The animal has tested twice positive for bovine tuberculosis 
and Defra ordered him to be euthanized. His owner, who imported him from New Zealand four years ago, believes the tests are returning false positives, but was refused to have him tested again for a third time. Helen, who uh, claimed Defra wants to kill her beloved alpaca and do their dirty work, uh, has refused to be the one to pull the trigger. She lost a last-ditch attempt to save him at the High Court early this month when the judge rejected the request for an injunction. Helen had previously said, They expect me to put down my own animal. I'm supposed to just arrange his euthanasia, and they say his body will be made available from X time so they can come and collect it. Well, I'm not going to do that. They want me to kill him. They want to say that I consented, and I don't want his blood on my hands. Or that they don't want his blood on their hands. They're trying to break me down. All these extensions and faffing around is to wear down my mental state. There's a lot of tweets here about it as well. Uh, they've done it before. I got bullied and threatened all sorts in 2017. In a two-month period, he survived seven attempts to come and kill him. It feels like they've just... <laughs> it's not like a vendetta, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's just like they just got it out for Geronimo. I feel like they had a guy like posted up with a sniper rifle and there's just like bullet holes all <laughs> over the farm. Seven attempts to come and kill him. The sniper must, just missed. The wind was wrong. Must be a must be a stormtrooper then. Yeah. Uh, asked if officials could break in. She said the police would let them in if they had a warrant on access. Uh, Helen has received an outpouring of support from uh, the members of the public who oppose the plans to kill Geronimo. Nearly 10,000 people uh, signed a petition calling on Boris Johnson to halt the killing. Around 30 people, including fellow pack of farmers who lost animals in similar circumstances, gathered outside DEFRA's headquarters in London recently. It doesn't look like they took the alpacas, by the way. He didn't say they did. Animal welfare, animal welfare campaigner Dominic Dyer wrote on Twitter on Tuesday, My thoughts are with Helen MacDonald, one of the most bravest and courageous people I know, and that fought a David and Goliath battle with Defra to save the life of her precious Geronimo. Geronimo had spent his final days quietly strolling along, along, along alone in his pen, uh, with the rest of the pack seen milling around 200 metres away. But Helen refused to give in. Social distancing. Mm -hmm. Even Alpacas I was confident her chances is saving Geronimo's uh, life to the very end. Oh god, I've just seen the Alpaca Liberation Front and Alpaca Lives <laughs> Matter fucking signs that people made. <sighs> <laughs> she said earlier, I believe we can get this sorted out. I'm looking at the gates, obviously, but I know they've lied and I know they're continuing to lie. The world knows that they don't have the suspicion of disease. I still believe that something will happen to stop this and Geronimo can stay here in isolation like he's done for four years. That is in the legislation. That is useless call. There's absolutely no reason why they can't make that. What they're doing is torturing me to set an example to everyone because they can't bear to be challenged because they are incompetent. Every time someone does try to challenge them, they lock down the legislation a little bit more. If there's a disease risk, we wouldn't be having this conversation. This is about me asking a question and they refuse to answer because they can't. Defra said following Geronimo's death, a post-mortem examination will be undertaken by veterinary pathologists from uh, AFA. 
The process will be followed by a bacterial culture selected from tissue samples from the diseased alpaca, uh, which can take up to three months. So, they said that it can take up to three months, but apparently uh, on BBC News Today, they did a test on him and it came back negative on his corpse. Fucking called it. Let me just, uh, just double check this. Make sure I'm not misinforming people. Well, I'll just post a picture in the podcast from the Independent on MSM. Geronimo the Alpaca initial post-mortem shows Ushio's animal did not have tuberculosis. No, no, no physical signs of tuberculosis. Uh, six hours ago from the bbc.co.uk. Geronimo the Alpaca, TB test results disputed. A government examination on Geronimo the Alpaca has found possible evidence uh, of bovine tuberculosis, but supporters are disputing the results. Because mm-hmm. he didn't have any lesions. Yeah, any visible lesions. Yeah. So there's no visible signs, but that doesn't mean that he's not a carrier. Carriers but, are worse. Yeah, but they did say that Defra said post-mortem tests showed there was. Yeah. Uh, the animal's owner requested a copy of the post. Chief Veterinary Officer Dr. Christine Middlemiss said on Wednesday, we've completed the initial post-mortem examination of Geronimo. A number of TB-like lesions were found and in line with standard practice, these are now undergoing further investigation. Hmm. Today. Whether he's got it or he's not, he's dead. Yeah. So, uh, pouring out for the homie as we move on. Uh, so this probably could be a third part where we find out more going on. Watch this space. Is Geronimo's death murder? (laughs) All right. Who the fuck posted the milk crate challenge and what the fuck is it? That was me. Um, so basically, this milk crate challenge is basically you get all these milk crates and you stack them up into a pyramid. About, at most, I think it's like eight or nine high. You walk up one side and you walk down the other and you hope to God that you don't fall off and break your back. And this is why I don't understand, because milk crates stack, so they shouldn't move. Yeah, but if, you've, if you think how, if you stack something vertically on a crate, the higher it goes, the more wobblier it gets. Hmm. But if you lay it on like a brick by brick foundation overlapping, then you've got a much more sturdy um, base to walk along. Yeah. But you stack these up on top of each other. So you do one, then two, then three, then four, then five, then six, then seven, then eight. So this is just dumb fuck planking continues. Uh, it's essentially up there with the um, ice and salt water challenge. It's just stupidity. Yeah. There's been numerous people who have fallen off and given themselves slight orthopedic adjustments. <laughs> and some people have um oh, some people have actually had spinal injury, some people have actually had internal bruising. I think one such guy's had um internal bleeding from falling off it. Standing straight up on his side. There's been reports of broken ribs. I can't, I mean, I I seeing, can't I wait for like a, a fluff piece news report on in like the Women's Weekly. It's like my husband was in ace, um, 
athlete until he paralyzed himself doing the milk crate challenge. I remember seeing one video. One guy was going, one guy was going up. This kid said, "Are oh, you going too slow?" Kicked out the bottom crate, and the guy crashed and bashed his face on the bottom crate. Nice. Yeah. So was that? I bet he got up and beat the living fuck out of that kid afterwards. <sighs> but um, it kind of reminds but, me like yeah. the dumb challenges. Like, have you ever seen the? instant karma chav one where the guy's kicking this concrete wall oh yeah and the ball comes down and crunches his leg yeah because it's made in sections so as soon as he put his foot through the wall the heavy bit above it just fell on his fucking leg and crushed it and it's just like instant karma fucking love those kind of ones because it's just like you, you are being dumb you expect it to fucking hurt you expect it to go wrong what are you going to expect if his, if his foot went through? Hmm. Yeah, that's going to, what, what is above must come down. That's how gravity works. Yeah, but this is a brain dead chav. He didn't fucking think. He was like, oh, I kicked this and broke it. Yeah. Crunch. Oh, my leg hurts. Oh, yeah. I kicked it my leg breaks. Uh, why the fuck was this attacking me? I'll kill it. <laughs> Sorry. Well, yeah, that's, that's like fucking powdered fucking crushed leg because he's Oh, was a dumb can, could you imagine the sound of the snapping shinbone? Thing is, it had to be at least his weight falling down from a good like half a foot, and then you've got to think it's also narrow, so that pressure yeah. point. Yeah, those um, concrete slabs are good two hundred to two hundred fifty kilos easily. Mm-hmm. So yeah, fuck that kid, and fuck people who do the milk crate challenge and think they're being clever. It's not being clever, it's just being a dumb fuck. You're going to be on You've Been Framed for doing dumb shit or whatever fucking failed challenge video website there is these days. It's dumb, you're dumb, don't do it. You're going to end up hurting yourself. People are hurting themselves. It's not big and it's not clever. No, it's not big, not clever. At all. Next! (laughs) Yeah, England's most remote house has been put up for sale for the first time since it's been built. Is this in like Wales or somewhere? Because it's got to be remote. Or is it English? Oh, England, no. Uh, in England, um, Skiddle House, located in the Lake District, is three and a half miles from the nearest road and with no other houses or buildings in view. Fuck, you could have an angry wank and scream all you want. The home near Keswick has gone up for sale for the first time in the 200 years since it was built and is two... T- Tooted, sorry, I'll try again. Is touted as the most remote house. Shut up, you. Tooted. <laughs> the most remote house in England. <laughs> All right, vasectomy. I mean, venue. Love you guys. Love you too. <laughs> as it's only accessible via an off-road vehicle through the Skidor Mountain, the as and with no mobile phone signal, the new owner is going to have to content, be content with nature as their main companion. Fuck that. Sellers Mitchell Land Agency said of the property, if you crave isolation and simplicity, Skiddle House has it in spades. Mm. As the only dwelling in the 3,000 acre Skiddle Forest, Skiddle House is the ultimate bolt hole. What I said, I've got to say fucking butthole then. Possessing but... <laughs> <laughs> endless view, Skiddle is a source of perpetual inspiration, a place to create art, find peace, and live in the sky. 
Built in 1829 as a home for a gamekeeper, the house is currently owned by a farmer, previously being used as a shooting cabin. Shepherds dwell in Schoolfield Centre and Rambler's Bothy. I have no idea what the fuck that is. It's used as a hostel right now, the highest in Britain at 1500 above sea level, and the lease means it will need to stay this way until 2027. After that, however, it can be used however the new owner sees fit. There's no TV, internet, or mains electricity. Instead, it's powered by solar panels and heated through a wood-burning stove. Water comes from a nearby stream. Inside, you can expect original stone floor and exposed beams across three reception rooms, a large kitchen, a dining area, and six bedrooms. Fuck me. Agents have predicted there may be a lot of interest in the property due to the 3.45-acre ground and stunning scenery. It is an exceptionally rare opportunity to purchase somewhere as remote and peaceful as this, said Andrew Wright of Mitchell's Land Agency. This is the only time the house has ever been sold on the open market since the property was built. It has only ever been sold before as a part of a much larger farm. I have a joke about it becoming a Tesco if they get hold of it. <laughs> More like a Tesco Metro. Yeah, it's the fucking most remote Tesco ever. I got lost and found a Tesco. It was 24 hours. It was fucking great. <sighs> okay, I've just clicked the link at the bottom saying uh, I've got some information on it. Skiddle House in Bassenthwaite, Keswick. Mm. Uh, 1.5 million quid. It's we a, can have a whole Welsh village for that. Yeah, I know, right? Fuck that. <laughs> and it's got it's, internet. It's, it's a detached, an exciting and unique opportunity to purchase the remote house in England. The it's detached. I, I, I really have to hope it's detached at fucking four miles away from every fucking thing mm. else. The property was built in 1829 by the Earl of Egremont of Cockermouth Castle, built in the middle of Skiddle Forest in the lowly lands back of, of Oskilla, a skidder. Could you imagine if you had to live next door to someone who was a fucking semi-detached in the middle of fucking nowhere? You'd end up killing that prick. <laughs> Fuck that. Where are you going? Bouse, bouse. Skidore House, Basin Fleet, Keswick, Cumbria. Uh, Cockermouth is 14 miles away. Keswick is 11. Penrith is 28 and Carlisle is 24. So I think it's... I might have cycled past that when we did Coast to Coast. Hmm. Let, me see, let me see where Keswick is. I, I remember being to Cockermouth. I'm pretty sure I've got a picture on Facebook of me and, me and the boss man pointing at a sign for fucking Cockermouth. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, Keswick is... Ah, oh, fucking hell. I think it's right on the border of Wales. Well, no, actually, actually, it's, it's, Keswick actually is, is, is in Wales. So it's not English, then? No, centre of Wales, whatever thing. Not too far from the Lake District National Park. They fucking lied. Oh, no, sorry. I um, don't know my fucking map. It's um kind of central western England. Let me just take a screenshot. See, now I need to look see if I actually do have a picture. I'm pretty sure there's me and the boss, and we're there at the Cockermouth like tourist information board. 
and we asked some random guy, hey, can you take a photo of this for us, please? I'll just zoom out. Yeah, thanks, Sparks. <laughs> yeah, we've got Sparks lurking now. Uh, he just put, Dolph is as good as geography as me. I'm as good as geography as them are with wording, and yes. Yeah, it's just exactly why I don't take geography GCSE. Shut up. <laughs> I, can, I can just about barely work myself to the fucking town. That's roughly where it is. It's kind of northwestish. You have to sign to cast upon time. So I had to kind of zoom up a little bit to um, hide my location. Ooh. At least I can computing. Yeah, I'll give you that. I don't need to figure out. Mm. Is it in there? Uh... Nope, that's not it. Nope, not in that one. <sighs> yeah. One half million on a detached property in the middle of fucking nowhere, or one half million on a Welsh village? I think I know what I'll be buying. A fucking Welsh village, of course. Yeah. There's actually a fucking pub nearby. We'd have a pub. We'd own that pub. Mm. You put whatever the fuck you want in that pub, it'd be great. Uh, oh, where is it? Do I really not have that picture up? Pictures that. The one where the sign for Cockermouth. So I'm, I'm having a look through my photos. Although these photos are completely out of like timeline whack, they're just all random as fuck. Right, uh, talk amongst yourselves while trying to figure this fucker out. So, are you browse for that? Do you want to tell us uh, about the, the faulty seat in the Dublin garage? <laughs> I need to find the picture for that because that was fucking great. So, uh, it was on Twitter when I found, first found this. Um, and I also saved it to my camera roll because I remembered to. So, I'll post it into the chat. I deliberately saved it on my camera roll because I thought it was too fucking funny to add to the thing because you'd see it and be like okay that's fucking done so uh, a woman basically complained about her car seat being stuck after she had a wing mirrors done uh, like electric wing mirrors done so this was at uh, Dublin Automotive Centres in Kilbarrack Customer concerns request. Ever since we fitted a new wing mirror, the driver's seat will not move backwards or forwards. Work carried out. Troubleshoot customer concern. Found dildo belonging to customer jammed in rails uh, the, the seat slides on. Unwilling to carry out the repair due to hygiene concerns, instruct a customer on repairs required and then charge them £65 plus VAT for labour. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she got fucked another way then, didn't she? Oh, 
fuck am I getting railed? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. This one, I don't know what's better, getting railed or getting nailed. Mm. But I, I just, I couldn't pass that one up when I saw it on Twitter. I'm like, I've got, I've got to, I've got to like post this because it's fucking funny. Oh dear. Well, it actually costs uh, more than sixty-five quid if you look at the bottom of the invoice. Plus the VAT, yeah, it ends up being more like eighty quid nearly. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. She definitely fucked herself there, didn't she? Yeah. Hey. Definitely got screwed with that bill. Oh. Yeah. She got ploughed out of that one. Mm. Bam! Fuck it. Yes, found it. Uh. How what? Do I... Oh yeah, I found it. Uh, send, 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 send to Discord. I don't know where it got sent, though. Uh, shit, where is it? Uh. Podcast topics. There we go. I'm sending it into the podcast topics. So yeah, that is a picture cool. of me and my best mate when we did... Um, Coast to coast, outside the tourist information sign for Cockermouth. So me, <laughs> it was one of those things that I've got a shaking grin because I I needed to take a photo of it. Kind of up there with um, was it in London when you got cockfosters? Yeah. Remember going? I remember what, oh, what ten, twelve years back? I think it was when I went to um, Eurogamer. To, uh, 20... 20 something. It was yeah. on the tube. Came, I was with my uh, stepbrother at the time. We got on the tube to go to where the Eurogame was. It's some sort of um, conference center near um, the Victoria line, I think it was. So we're, we're sitting down, just, you know, we had the station called out and we had cockfosters. We looked at each other and we just sniggered. He was in yeah. Um, it it made me fucking chuckle though. They're just the we're like we're in cockermouth because <laughs> we we literally had people updating all the time. So I'm like, I take I took a photo and I'm like, I'm gonna send that. I'm get mobile date and like range next to do it. Uh, but yeah, that, that's my little thing. I know that when you said Keswick near cockermouth, I'm like. I've been uh, there. I know I've yeah. been near there. Video proof, or uh, well, not video proof, but uh, photographic proof of that. And also, photographic proof, because people don't think I fucking leave Chesterfield. I fucking do. Cunts. <laughs> You've never travelled farther than fucking Sheffield. I'm like, kiss my ass. I've been... As I, I've been in Newcastle. It's weird. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> Right, okay, so uh, we did get a little bit off topic there with that. Um, little little um, tangent ramble. But yeah, never mind, eh? Yeah. I mean, that's what you would hope, but apparently, uh, never mind the Nirvana album with the naked baby on the front. Um, the guy who was the baby is apparently suing them. Uh, for alleged sexual exploitation. So this is from BBC.co.uk. Um, it, it reads that Spencer Eldon, the man who was photographed as a baby on the album cover for Nirvana's Nevermind, 
is suing the band alleging sexual exploitation. The cover depicts uh, Eldon as a four-month-old in a swimming pool grasping for a dollar bill that has been dangled in front of him on a fishing line. Now 30 years old, Eldon says his parents never signed a release authorising the use of the image on the album. He also alleges the nude image constitutes child pornography. Uh, the image exposing Spencer's uh, intimate body part is lavishly displayed as... What? I words. Uh, the image exposes Spencer's intimate body part and lavishly displayed Spencer's genitals from the time he was an infant to present day. The legal papers in California claim filed say uh, non-sexualized photos of infants are generally not considered ju uh, child uh, pornography in U.S. law. However, Elder's lawyer Robert Y. Lewis argues that the inclusion of the dollar bill, which was superimposed after the photograph was taken, um, makes the minor seem like a sex worker. Fuck me, they're grasping at straws on this one, aren't they? Ow, what? Yeah. The legal case also alleges that Nirvana had promised uh, to cover Elder's genitals with a sticker, but the agreement was not upheld. <clears throat> Elden alleges. His true identity and legal name are forever tied to commercial sexual exploitation he experienced as a minor, which has been distributed and sold worldwide from the time he was a baby to present day. He claims he has suffered and will continue to suffer lifelong damages as a result from the artwork, including extreme and permanent emotional distress, as well as interference with normal development edu and educational progress and medical and psychological treatment. Well, of course you will. He's asking for uh, damages of at least $150,000 or £109,000 from each uh, of the 15 de defendants, including surviving band members uh, Dave Grohl and Chris Novoselic. Novoselic, yeah. yeah. Uh, the manager of Kurt Cobain's estate, Cobain's former wife, Courtney Love, and photographer Kirk Weddle. Representative for Nirvana uh, and their record labels have yet to respond to the claims. Eldon has recreated the album cover several times as a teenager and adult, always wearing a swimming trunk to mark Nevermind's 20th, uh, 10th and 25th anniversaries. Uh, so hold he's, he's recreated the album cover, what, three, three times? times. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So would that not mean he's okay with it? However, he has sometimes expressed ambivalence about the photo shoot, and in 2016, he told the Times magazine he got a little upset about his no notoriety as he grew older. I just woke up already being part of this huge project, he said. It's pretty difficult. You feel like you're famous for nothing. It's hard to not get upset uh, when you hear how much money was involved, he continued. When I go to the baseball game and think about it, uh, man, everybody at this baseball game has probably seen my little baby penis. <laughs> I feel like I forgot. I, I've got a part of my human rights revoked. Aye, aye, aye. In other interviews, he's been more upbeat about the image. It's always been a positive thing and open doors for me, he told The Guardian six years ago. I'm 23 now, and I, uh, as an artist, uh, and this, uh, I'm 23 now and an artist, and this story gave me an opportunity to work for Shepherd Fairy for five years, which was an awesome experience. He is a huge music connoisseur, and when he heard I was a Nirvana baby, he thought it was really cool. 
In 2008, uh, Father Spencer's father, Rick, recounted the photo shoot to US uh, network radio NPR, saying they'd been offered about $200 to take, uh, to take part uh, by Weedle, who was a family friend. Uh, we just had a big party on the pool and no one had any idea what was going on. The family quickly forgot the photo shoot until three months later when they saw the Nevermind album cover blown up on the wall of Tower Records in Los Angeles. Two months after that, um, NPR, the NPR article said that Geffen Records sent one-year-old Spencer Eldon a platinum album and a teddy bear. So that is fucking worth millions. Um, the album, which includes uh, hits like Smells Like Teen Spirit, Come As You Are, and Lithium, went on to sell 30 million copies around the world. Speaking to The Guardian in uh, 2019, Waddell said he's still in contact with Eldon and acknowledged that he was conflicted about the picture. He feels that everyone made money off it and he didn't, the photographer said. I think he deserves something, but it's always the record labels that make the money. I'm sorry, but you don't really buy a CD for the album work. You buy it for the songs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, and plus, it's like, yeah, all right, unless you still have a baby dick, I don't think people are going to give a fuck. I mean, in, when this popped up on, my, on, on a uh, suggestion for Twitter, I was like, oh, so that's who the baby's name is. Hmm. So I didn't know who this guy, who the baby actually was until I read this article. I was like, oh, okay. Well, it's like the Teletubby baby is like 17 and is in a fucking goth metal band. Mm. The, the, who is the son. So is she going to be like, oh, they made me look so fucking ungoth like Where? Where? I, I think it's just him no, trying to get got... more money for nothing. What's the name? The little girl in the Grinch. Hmm. She's... In, she's a full-on rock band facing all that kind of, you know. They're actually quite a good band. I quite like them. Yeah. But, you know, could in in The Grinch, she doesn't look like she does now. Mm. The thing is, as well, he was a baby. And as Spark put, it's like, no one would know unless he told nope. them. No. Nope. And the fact that he's used that fame of this to get somewhere in life, he's already cashed his money in. So, yeah. the courts would be Maybe like, he's just oh, run out. Yeah, it'd be like, it's the fine. courts would be like, okay, so yeah, they, money was exchanged for this uh, photo shoot. It might not have been a illegally binding contract, but then again, you've made money off this and you've made career advancements off this. So, why should we pay you this money when you've made your way through this with your uh, notoriety of this. Yeah. And the contract would have been with his parents, not with him, because he was a minor. He was a exactly. baby. Yeah. What are they going to do? Use his footprint or his handprint as a signature? It was in the day, it's his parents. And if his parents didn't sign for it, okay. Yeah. But, I mean, from now on, it just means they'll have to censor his thing. That's probably what they'll say. It has to be censored from now on, which is not a big yeah. deal, really. I mean, all right, yeah, yeah. it's a baby's penis. And I'm going to say, some people are going to feel uncomfortable about that. Some people are going to be, like, weird, freaky, pedophile ooh, baby penis. 
But um, for the most part, it's art. There are pictures of metal bands where they've got women with their tits out on it. So you don't see those people come down, do you? Exactly. No, but now yeah, because of all this kind of stuff, stuff, they don't. They're not. They don't allow boob cam at download anymore because of all this stuff. Mm. Which is not good when you've got Steel Panther, who pretty much all their songs are about boob, sex, fanny, or cock. Well, this is what happens when people start getting opinions and are like in the. It's the snowflake generation. People get way too butthurt over things. Uh, I mean, yeah, all right, defend your right if you feel offended, but you can't do all this stuff above get into like a really good job using this album cover and then going, oh, I've suffered immense emotional distress. I need $150,000. Yeah, you can't do that. You just cannot do that because they will turn around the defense lawyers and be like, but hang on a minute, you use this to your own benefit. So if you really are offended by it, you wouldn't have done it and you'd have asked the record label and come against this sooner. And you would have made your I mean, point sooner. Now, Teddy Bear, they sent him when he was one, was probably worth more than he would be getting anyway. The Platinum album uh-huh. itself on eBay would sell for millions. Yeah. Yeah. Because the only people that get Platinum albums are the artists and the management. Mm-hmm. There's probably 20 of those in existence. Who is that? So if he put that on eBay, he'd make a fucking mint off of that. But no, he, he wants to go the legal route of this. And then what will happen is they will just either blur his dick off future albums, digital copies or whatever, or they'll just remove it. Or they'll cover it with little Robbie Ducky. Yeah. <laughs> or they'll put his adult face there or something like that as a fuck you to him. And leave the baby for you. Yeah. At the end of the day, it, it's, it's hypocritical. It's, what he's got out of it and it's hypocritical. You wouldn't put yourself forward doing photo shoots for magazines, uh, putting yourself forward because you knew the guy liked Nirvana to get a job. You wouldn't do that unless you were comfortable enough with the work that had happened when you were a baby. Someone's whispered in his ear and going, you know, that did you get consent for this? You've got to be feeling pretty uh, conflicted about this. Oh, maybe there's a case involved in money, hmm? Hmm? Nudge, nudge, fucking nudge. Make it rain, make it rain. It's it's fucking like fucking Sioux culture in America. It, it does my head in. But that was one to keep an eye on. Again, just because. But oh well. So uh, next one, I'm already pissed off about this and i just read that so a woman has been dubbed the worst woman in the world or the worst mom in the world for asking her teenage daughter for rent so this Um, is not really seeing the problem here so yeah exactly this is from the mirror.co.uk surprise surprise (laughs) now apparently breaking news helen skelton whoever the fuck she is is pregnant with her third child and unveils a bump at a golf tournament. Thanks, Mirror. I don't give a shit. 
So a woman dubbed the worst woman in uh, worst mom in the world after asking her teenage daughter to pay rent. The mom faced criticism online after asking for advice on how much she should charge her 16-year-old daughter in rent, with many divided on whether it was reasonable to do so or not. <clears throat> Depending on where you live, it can be hard enough to cobble enough to cover the cost of renting your own place. When you move out of the family home, the cost of everyday life can become a shock, and it fucking does, trust me. You discover well, how does. little you have left and at the end of the month once the cost of covered. So one mum found herself feeling rather depressed following conversation with her daughter. Her mum asked her daughter to contribute a modest rent sum after she started an apprenticeship earlier in the summer. But her daughter has outright refused. Alright, get the fuck out then. <clears throat> Posting on mum's net, the woman said her 16-year-old daughter had made her feel like the worst mum in the world after she proposed she paid £200 a month. The teenager is turning 17 at the end of October and recently started an apprenticeship with an annual salary of £14,500. Fucking pay to... No, I'm not going to read the rest of this. Pay the £200 a month, you entitled cunt. What fucking seventy five a week, isn't it? Yeah, I paid fifty pound a a week to my mum and dad to help them with it. I was more than happy to do that because I was working. I knew that I had to start paying. Yeah, when you start getting a job and start getting your own income, then you should be paying fucking rent. It gets you set up for when you leave house and fucking buy your own shit. Yeah, this is entitled fucking cunt of a daughter. I mean. What when I started earning, I was I was paying what about about saying fifty fifty odd quid a week, hmm. and when and when the minimum wage went up a bit more, when I started my second job, then it went up to about sixty five, then seventy pound a week. Yeah, I I what do you call it? I... Basically, 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 that that money gave you know put food on the table, it yeah. paid for the bills, you know, every extra that I wanted would come out of my own pocket as well. Mm-hmm. So if I want to say buy snacks, sweets, crisps, you know, shit like that, you know, that'll be my own personal expense. But that money I gave per week will go to the parents. I'll get pay for the food you'll be eating, pay for the housing, rent, electric, gas, water, everything that you'll be using anyway. Yeah. So she has no financial obligations, although she chooses to buy lunch from the shop each day. When she could make it at home instead. She's meant to pay the bill for a new iPhone X. But so far hasn't transferred anything which her mum has paid in order to ensure uh, it doesn't damage her credit rating. The mum has said the money will be put towards the teen's driving lessons after she's paid for her provisional. And bought a car to use when she passes. <clears throat> I've asked her to contribute £50 a week to the household, the mum explained. For that, she will have all food provided, washing done, have all the hot water she can use. Lifts to wherever she wants, pretty much whenever she wants. And a lift uh, to and from work each day. We don't live on a bus route and all the usual other stuff. Well, she's made me feel like the worst mother in the world for asking. I've explained that we've lost her child benefit now because you lose it when they come out of education. <clears throat> and I'm expecting her dad to stop paying maintenance too. And it's not like £17 a week makes that much of a difference. But our outgoings have remained the same or some have increased. While the mum thought her requests were fair, she was left questioning the decision when her daughter refused to fork out for the cash. Fellow mums were quick to comment, with many supporting the woman's request. <clears throat> one wrote, 
I'd be considering charging even more. And if you don't need to, then it can go towards driving lessons, as you've already planned. Anything else might come up. Separately, she'd be paying for her own phone, no discussion. If she won't pay it up directly, I'd have it blocked so she can't use it. And she has to get and she can get her own possibly pay-as-you-go phone and have to pay for that. She needs a reality check. Uh, another added, if that's the attitude she has now, she's really going to struggle in a few years. Why do she think it's acceptable not to contribute, especially for her own phone? And then uh, another person put, she sounds spoiled, honestly. She needs some lessons in independence and responsibility. But then again, some have disagreed. As one blasted, you're asking for your 16-year-old child to pay to stay in their own home. You shouldn't have kids you can't pay for. Yeah, but it's not the child's home. It's not, it's not the, the child's home, though, is it? In the sense, it's the parent's home. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Here's a good comment. This used to be common practice for many, kind of a precursor to adulthood. My family was of meagre means, and I was proud to be able to assist them with taking care of household needs. I paid for the luxuries I wanted for my room and board. I wanted and room and board. I was happy to it. Uh, kids will rebel. This child is certainly an example of today's culture of entitlement. Yep. <laughs> yeah, fuck this kid. She's a cunt. Got... Send her to live with her dad and cut your expenses to maintenance or you will have to pay him. Oh yeah, that's over with. She's a spoiled child. You've taught her she is entitled when they are the product of your hard work. She needs to learn. Turn off her phone and make her take public transport and pay her for pay, pay for her own driving lessons. She's sixteen, not six. Mm-hmm. I'd have been like, go fucking live with your dad. She goes, but it's like you don't help me out. You go live with your dad because I can't afford to have you in the house. Fuck off. Yeah. That's the thing. I this is yeah, what I I love. Turn her phone off, block her phone, hmm. so that then she's got to pay for it herself. Well, this is the thing with the boys. Like, I'm, I'm telling him that when he's a bit older, and I'll need him to contribute when he goes to work. But I also know mm-hmm. his mum will ask him the same. So it's not like he can go, "Oh, I can live rent free at mum's." Just like, no, you fucking can't, because she'll ask you the same. Oh, yes. Yeah. So it's it's fucking stupid. It's it is entitlement. It's fucking bare bones and uh, country at the highest regard. This kid needs a good slap, a phone taken away from her, and being told, uh, go get your own fucking way to work. If you're not paying for the household stuff, you don't get the household stuff. And to anyone that agrees that this kid shouldn't pay, well, then you're a spoiled cunt as well. Some people don't have money. I barely make it through. The luxuries I have are scrimped, saved, or borrowed and paid back later. Um, so for me to have my boy help me would be a huge, um, help. And I think he would actually be fairly happy to help me if I explained to him nicely about it. And I probably wouldn't charge him more than 50 quid a week either, but that would go on food. We do the weekly shop and get all the food in. I'd pay the bills. I'd pay the rent. He'd pay for his own phone. If he goes to contract by then, because he's on pay as you go at the moment, and I, I'm going to probably say suggest he stays on that. Um, well, yeah, no, fuck this kid. Fuck this kid. Yeah, fuck it. Right, okay, next one. We're moving into gaming. Oh, we're not actually moving into gaming because, oh we, well, the, that one needs to be moved down to. 
Well, I'll move it around here. So, uh, <laughs> so the next one, <laughs> the name of it, and I want you guys to try and figure this out. Strongbow Telephone Exchange Box High Karate. Do you have any fucking idea <laughs> what that means? Yeah, it's too editing. Yeah. Boink. Uh, what's that? Uh, Trombo Telephone Exchange Box High Karate. Sounds like some sort of, um, I don't know, some sort of fucking kung fu move. <clears throat> um, close. Bob, have you got any idea? What? Strongbow telephone exchange box high karate. What do you think that means? I have no clue whatsoever what shit is about. Does someone do a run and jump and kick through? A no phone idea. Phone? No. No, no idea. Uh, Not me. Sparko, do you want to unlook and uh, have a crack at this one? I think he may have gone back to football. Oh, uh, yeah, he just put a shrug emoji in the chat. So. Me and the boy are walking back bank holiday Monday. And I see this random guy by the lights. It's not really a telephone exchange box, more of a traffic light control box. Um and he's kicking it. And I'm like, okay, Prez, just give a wide berth on this guy. We'll see what goes on. Just keep your gob shut. <clears throat> and he kicks it, falls on his ass, flat on his back, and he's like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Gets up, tries to kick it again, gets his foot stuck on the top of it, and he's like, yes. Does it again. Fuck yes. Does a high kick over the top of this box. This box is like four and a half foot, maybe tall, nearly five foot tall. He starts clearing it like three or four times with his kick, and he's every time he's like, fuck yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Picks up his can of strongbow and walks off. Welcome to Chessfield, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it was just bizarre. You wouldn't have guessed that. You wouldn't have been able to figure that one out. Ever, I don't think. And that's why it was like, what the fuck? Um, and then the next one, a tandem theft question mark. So we need to roll back the clock to some 12 hours previous when I'm sweeping down about half 11 uh, at night. <clears throat> the um, the bank holiday Sunday dumbfuckery is gone. And as I'm sweeping the, the yard of cigarette butts off the, off the pub yard, um, two guys on a tandem bike come by. No lights on. They're not dressed for cycling. They look like they've been out to the pub and then got on these on this bike. And um, yeah, they fucking making the tick 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 noises with their mouth as they're going to turn up this road, past the pub, and out of line of sight. So I went inside. And I'm like, hey, uh, does the pub down like the, the the old it used to be called the prince of wales on brampton it's now some like posh bitch fucking um fucking gourmet bollocks restaurant e bar thing that fucking all the people who want to think th uh that they're rich 
and show off that they have money go to. Um, they've got like this three-wheeler bike that's got like a flower box on it. And I'm pretty sure they had a tandem bike. I say pretty sure because I think if they did, it's been nicked. So, um, I've not been able to find out yet if it has been reported stolen or not. Or if there's any Facebook posts regarding that being nicked. But it'd be fucking funny if it was because I was probably one of the last people to see that bike. Oh, but that, that was like my bank holiday in a nutshell. Just fucking weird. Dolph, have you got any bank holiday stories while I'm at it? Uh, Nothing, really. Uh, been a quite a peaceful bank holiday. Like, fuck. Really? Wow, that makes a change. I, had, I actually had a guy, it wasn't bank holiday, but it was like another Sunday. And this guy, I heard him over talk, like talking while he was at the bar uh i was doing him two halves of left in the proper left glasses and um i heard him mention something about how he's like oh are you gonna fucking fill that up then or what and i'm like hmm let's see if he tries that with me um with these uh left a glasses so i put them down with the massive amount of the head and the half to the line marker so it was on and the guy goes, we're going to top them up for us. And I went, well, if you have a look on the side there, they're actually slightly above the half line, so you're getting more than you should do anyway. And he went, oh, okay, well played. And I'm like, yep, and just carried on what I was doing. Because <laughs> he fucking just tried it on. And it's like, really? <clears throat> was that 1-0 to England or 1-0 against England, Spark? One nil England, I think. Okay. Also, um, Bob will appreciate this as a Star Trek fan and that. It was England versus Andorra, but I kept saying Andoria. <laughs> and I went, is it Andoria? Aren't they the fucking... Isn't that the planet where the, the blue aliens come from, from Star Trek, the Andorians? <laughs> I got some confused looks when I tried to explain myself. <laughs> Uh, but I imagine someone else uh, who would have got um, confused looks is this next story because that we're, we're moving across nicely an Italian man flies an aeroplane through a tunnel yeah in Istanbul in Istanbul which I think is in Turkey something like that yeah yeah, I do have to. I do have some Jefferson geography. So, uh, can you explain to me what the fuck this was about? Why the fuck this was about? So essentially, um, this was um, promoted by Red Bull. They uh, gave him some sort of um, light stunt plane, and he flew it through one whole tunnel, which I think was just over a mile long. Yeah, that's... so basically, you know how it is in GTA, you have that bloody tunnel leading to Zancudo underneath mm-hmm. that. I've flown it's a helicopter like, down there awkwardly. Yeah, it's kind of like that. But he's flown a... Um, jet plane. He's flown a, a stunt plane down there. He's to get into the Guinness Book of Records. Yeah, as um, I was watching, Top Class Act broke the longest airplane flight taken for a tunnel. The distance totaled by Costa's plane was 1,730 metres. That's quite a way. 
it's a little over a mile, I think. So I think a mile is sixteen hundred meters, ish. Something close like that. Fifteen hundred. Thank you, Sparks. <clears throat> so next time he's got to do I'll, upside I'll, down. <laughs> yeah, as, 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 as I said, I'd be more impressed if he did upside down and backwards like you can on GTA. Then I'd be impressed. Yeah. I mean, that was. Hmm. I mean, it's, still, like... it's, it's still impressive because you think of all the crosswinds and backdrops you're gonna get in that fucking tunnel. And yeah. Since his span was, it's got to be fairly short to go through that tunnel. Yeah. Oh, it's pretty, pretty girthy. I think the, <laughs> the tunnel was uh, two lanes up, two lanes down. So it's a, it's a four lane tunnel. So it's pretty. It's a pretty um, pretty beefy wingspan. Yeah, it's pretty unreal, isn't it? Well, the one video I did say, I said, oh, guy flies through, to fr- fr- guy flies through two tunnels. And I'm thinking, hang on. It took a good third of the t- first tunnel to fucking get off speed and took off just 10 feet before the end of the tunnel. And he, threw- he flew through one tunnel. Ah, ah, ah. I mean, it's impressive. Kudos to him, but... Yeah. Well, that was like, if you fuck that up, you're dead. There is no way you could do that safely. Because... Well, he did. He, um, they literally <laughs> cornered off the whole entire road. No, but I mean, road. if he fucked up and hit the wall at any point, no one will be able to get to him, like, to put out any fires or anything if it exploded for yeah, at least, that. like, a minute. Because you can't have anyone in that tunnel because they become potential uh, crash victims as well. Well, f- funny you should say that. There actually were people, people <clears throat> down there with um, cameras filming as he went down. That's fucking mental. I, you, they yep. couldn't pay people enough to do that. I mean, if we get towards the podcast, I'll put the link in the pod in the in the to- in the um chat. But it's impressive. Mm. But I don't know what would be more. Dis- I don't think it would be more disruptive. The fact that you're going through a tunnel, or the fact you got the constant flash of the lights as you're going past. <laughs> That's what it gives you some sort of fucking headache. Yeah. Like plus I said, the it, sound, it, sound, plus the sound as well will be very um echoey and loud. Very loud and quite penetrating. I mean, obviously, it won't feel real, would it? No. <clears throat> I mean, it's hard enough on fucking GJ Five to do it, but yeah. I mean, I've tried it. I've they tell you the the one that's up on Chiliad that that tunnel through the mountain that gets you to Plato I- Bay. I have only successfully flown down there once with my um, Deluxo. I've hit the fucking wall every single time. <clears throat> I mean, I've had a good bash here, but it's just because there's so many fucking cars. You can't, you can't stop the cars. And you're like, mm. fly above it. And some reason, just like fucking big articulate just spawns in front. He's like, oh, shit, this is going to hurt. Well, I think with that one, you'd have to have two people parked at either end to kind of stop things from spawning. But then you've got the middle might spawn stuff in anyway. Yeah, but as as blocking the road ever stopped NPCs and GTA Five, they'll still plow fucking through you anyway. Yeah, but it'd be, it'd be there. It'd be interesting to see. Yeah. So from one like reality bending thing to another, um, the Matrix Four, otherwise known as Matrix Resurrection, got a teaser trailer on their website, or two teaser trailers, or maybe three. Um. Oh. So, uh, clicking on the website and clicking the red pill, you'll get a very Morpheus-esque um, guy. It might even narrating. be Lawrence Fishburne narrating, I'm not sure. Telling you how you think it's what you're doing is real. 
that you think the time is gives you the exact time that you are in your uh, time yeah in your time zone watching that video and it's like it's spoken as well it's not like a oh you think it's pops up time it's like when i watched it this morning i watched it at 8 33 a.m and 8 35 a.m and both times he correctly told me what time it was and it was a.m so that was already fucking bent my mind before i even watched it what's even more impressive is i'll quickly read on the twitter when you posted it and the more people that have viewed this link uh the more likely the clips you see are also going to be different from your first view. Oh, cool. Yeah, I mean, my, my first clip I had was, um, you had a picture of one of the, I uh, one of the ships, like the Nebuchadnezzar or whatever yep. like that. And then I had the picture of the, <clears throat> the blue-haired girl with the gun. Uh, I don't recall then after, then after, then after the Then after the time, you said, oh, your time is this time. I then get the guy who's touching the mirror so the mirror touch. Do you see the one where the the gun comes through the mirror? Yeah, I saw that one. That was also on the same one. I saw a very brief fight scene in the dojo, which might have been Neo and Morpheus. I didn't see that one. And, uh, the, and right at the end, you see uh, Neo walking towards a coffee shop called um, Simulate. See, I didn't see that one. I saw... Because um, this was like all video for me. There wasn't any stills or anything. Um, it's, all video, it's all video, yeah. I'm saying. yeah. One of the videos at the end was um, a picture of Neo walking towards Simulate. The one I saw is where literally police are surrounding him and he puts up his hands as if to like say, no, 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 wait, don't block. Um, like, almost like blocking. He's going to block the bullets again. And it's him like John Wick looking. Which, um... Did you hear the theory that John Wick 4 is actually Matrix Resurrection? And he's been thinking he's John Wick the entire time, but he's not. He's Neo. That's the the theory that's going round. It's quite plausible, I suppose. Well, they said that some of the things he does is just out of this world, and how he survives it. Um, Lawrence Fishburne's in it mm. as well, and I don't think he died. Um, mm. In this, in the John Wick films, I think he's still alive. I think they like. Did they not like deafen him or something, or took his eyes? I can't remember what they did. They did something to okay. him. I was, was going to quickly mute my phone quickly. I'm going to press the red pill and I'll tell you what scenes I see. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just watching the blue one. Oh, he got seven slices. He's still alive. Okay, so thank you, Spark. Mm. So that was the theory for the longest amount of time. Oh, because they are back to back, like record uh, filming. I'm gonna do it again. Because that one was different to the one I watched earlier. Mm. It showed him somebody in like what looked like a lobby putting his hands out with people in front of him. And then it was on a high-rise building and about to step off of it. Yeah, I've, I've, seen, I've seen that one once or twice, but not every time I've seen it. And then it. at the end, um, it shows him emptying all the blue pills out onto the table and then getting another packet. But bottle and putting one in his hand and taking it the, the bottle that comes out of the envelope have you noticed what it says on the um the pills it has his um actual name uh thomas anderson oh um that i saw it okay my one is uh, yeah uh minute just one shooting yeah. on the ball 
guy, girl walking past in window. Have you seen the Look one, the clip where it's it's Neo and question mark Trinity in some kind of like mental institute, and he pulls his hand out to like grab her hand to talk to her, and guy, she pulls it away from him. Guy in touching mirror, top down of a gun, taking a red case, and guy gets his mouth sewn up. Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, Neo, Neo getting punched to fuck by the by an agent against a wall. No, nope, not seeing that one. Uh, Neo putting his hand up into the um, Kung Fu dance. That was my one just then. Um, have you seen also where the pour the blue pills down the sink? I've not seen that one, no. no. Yeah, it's like he upends it. Because apparently the blue-haired kid seems to be like one of the more main characters in this one. And that uh, Neo has probably got more of a backstory thing more than being main front and center i mean i wonder if um i wonder if ghost will be more um prevalent in this one because ghost was one of the oh the uh it was one of the secondary characters from the um yeah from from naomi yeah yeah for naomi oh. you played as a, if you if you played um and for the matrix the matrix reloaded you play as her or the other guy i think i can't remember the other guy's name no, it was naomi and ghost well, the 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 first time I watched it, I've just remembered at the end of it, it shows somebody with a shaved head. Hmm. You can't see if it's a male or female, and they've got like a the thing on the back of their neck. Oh, the plug. Yeah. Uh, and the and the eye widens for the pupil. Yeah, I've seen that one a couple of times. But I, I didn't just... see the eyes. It was just the person, the back of the person's head, and then putting the hand on the plug. I also saw a. I think it was a clip. It might have been a still. Of someone being surrounded by sentinels after they've been released from the Matrix. Ooh. But that was like a half a second. It wasn't even there long enough for me to mm. make any information out of it. Uh, I've seen whatever the the Nebuchadnezzar, the hovercraft, because the Nebuchadnezzar got blown the fuck, didn't it? So it's probably not yeah. that, unless it's the Nebuchadnezzar A. If we're going for the Star Trek fucking uh, way of doing it. Okay, but, again, I'm just, playing, I'm just playing it again. Uh, so look, we've got. Trinity in a chair with a gun behind her back. They have confirmed that Trinity is in the film. Yeah, blue-haired girl crouching down. It's now 9.32. See, that was the thing. I didn't get any of those things before that. I just got the, the screen split into the Matrix code and then it telling me that you think it's that time. Of... Yeah. I never got I any got. extra stuff before that. Mm-mm. Okay, that, one, that one's new. I had the um, guy touching the mirror again. I had a clip with uh, Neo on the back of a motorcycle putting his hand out towards a car. I haven't seen that one. Oh. But I yeah, if, if this turns out to be like John Wick Matrix 4, that'd be fucking crazy. Because they said that there's a lot of parallels. If you look at the lore of John Wick and look at the lore of the Matrix, um, that it could oh, yeah, be... Because John Wick's got like superhuman reflexes, yeah, like like, like near the one hand. Mm. He so also... I, don't, I don't think John Wick could hold his hand out and stop bullets, though. Yeah, he was also infamous as well. Well, no, because the thing is, as well, John Wick could be the the imprinted like thing over him now, and then he remembers throughout the film he's Thomas A. Anderson or Neo, and then Mr. he starts doing, Anderson. yeah. And then he starts doing the, the, the crazy shit he did from the old films because he remembers how to do it. That could be how it works. It could be like they, they're bringing him back because they keep 
like seeing or hearing of this John Wick guy in the Matrix just causing all sorts of mayhem. And because he's semi able to do what he needs to do to be the one without being aware that he's the one. Well, he needs to believe that, doesn't he? Like he did in the first one. Yeah, I think that's how it'll be. But then his memory will be jogged by somebody he knows, like Morpheus. Or even Trin, if she's still alive. I don't I, I don't know how they're going to do that. The Wachowskis, um, they were the brothers, then sisters now? Question mark? Wachowskis brothers and sisters, yeah. Well, no, I think they're both now women. They've gone through the um, the change. So I think they are just the Wachowskis now. They're not labelled. Uh, okay. I didn't realise that happened. Yeah. So they could potentially have this, like, was this called Resurrection? It's always had very godly themes. Then maybe it's a person who didn't know his divinity or he was the one uh, coming back after that and then the religious zealots catching up and bringing him back to who he was. So he could be John Wick this entire time. That would, like I said, that'd be fucking sweet because apparently the the two films are meant to release not far after each other if they are. Mm. Uh, but we've not heard anything about John Wick 4. But now the Matrix stuff that we only heard rumours of is like, bam, here it is. Sort of thing. That's fucking crazy. So... Oh yeah, another another clip I saw was um you got a picture of Neo eating a t- well taking a pill and his reflection is that of a different person. Oh, hmm. do you, oh, they could Agent Smith him, you know where? Was, I think it was Agent Smith. It was um some guy, an old guy with a grey beard that looked nothing like him. No, um, but definitely, definitely wasn't an agent. Agent Smith in the second Matrix film got out of the Matrix by taking over the mind of somebody else. Yeah, and get him being put down the phone line. Yeah, so technically Neo could do that to somebody else because he could he could exhume people and he could be jump in people. So why could he not take over people as well? Why couldn't he smith it? Because that was the point of the first one. The only way he could win was to be as strong as um, Smith. But Smith was always going to be as strong as Neo. The only way that Neo could win was to lose. So that the Matrix could then grab a hold of Smith and... To unbalance the equation. Yeah. He had to break the scale to unbalance. Which is what the um, the Oracle told him. But she was, she was there to unbalance, unbalance the equation. And it was part of that equation. Yeah. But they did say it would come around again. So will we see Neo again? And the Oracle's like, well, one day we will. So they did kind of leave it open for him to come back. Uh, But like I said, the whole John Wick element would be fucking great. That it just turns out it it was always John Wick. But we'll see. Uh, The trailer drops on... The 9th of September, so, so Thursday. Yeah, tomorrow. So we'll have more to discuss about it uh, next podcast. So we got lots of to be contoured. Mm. 
and that eyeball still hurts. Aww. I send you your eyeball oh. a hug. <laughs> so, uh, going into the gaming stuff, no, in a minute. So, Spider-Man No Way Home, uh, we talked about this last, last podcast, didn't we? I believe it, so. It literally just come out, and we were talking about how uh, the theory of the three Spider-Men and uh, how they shouldn't really show us about that until um, the film itself. Uh, that trailer uh, made record views. It beat Avengers Endgame's trailer views in 24 hours. Like what he did side by side, running them both at 20 like over a 24 hour period. Mm. Um, so fucking Spider Man, love it. It's gonna be great. I think that film's gonna be awesome. Uh, some of the plot's gonna get given away before the, it gets to film, just because, and it won't be Tom Holland's fault because it'll be in trailers. I did watch a trailer the other day of it. It looked very good. Hmm. Uh, there's already thoughts that if you're watching Marvel's What If, if you're caught up with the Doctor Strange one, uh, that potentially the Doctor Strange he talks to at the Sanctum Centaurum in Spider-Man No Way Home is there's, uh, the what you call it, the What If Doctor Strange and not the actual Doctor Strange from our universe. Because they said his hands didn't shake. Ooh. And the, the, the trailer that I watched is the one that you mentioned last podcast about him doing the spell and fucking up, up. Yeah. the timeline. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, he, in the what if, it was what if he didn't fuck his hands up, but he lost someone who he loved instead. And Ooh. he ended up being basically trapped in his own kind of like stone. Because he collapsed the universe, trying to save, um, save the the girl who he was with at the beginning of uh, Doctor Strange, but then they kind of like split up. That Doctor, that who helps him out later on in the film. Yeah. Um, in this version, they're still together. She dies in the crash. He then goes to. It's not Yamatao. Yamatao's uh, Tomb Raider. Um, yep. wherever it is to go learn to be a sorcerer supreme he defeats Dormammu um, and then yep and then he like one day just wonders what if I use the time stone and just go back and save her he can't save her he tries to save her he then goes to um, the guy who had the eye of Agamotto beforehand who knew all about time travel and breaking um, the the fixed point in time because basically her death was a fixed point in time it had to happen uh-huh. and he refused to let that happen he wanted to break that cycle so he could save her spoilers for what if by the way uh it's on disney plus you can watch them they're like half an hour long it's really really good this one actually um and he then goes to this ancient city where the library was where they were learning stuff like that he then learns to absorb dark demon enemies and basically hoovers up the entirety of the the bad guys from other dimensions until he's strong enough to be able to break the the like the timeline and save her 
Uh, he also fights half of himself because uh, the Sorcerer Supreme saw and managed to uh, pull him away from the um, like th that decision. So the sliding doors him. They went, what if um, you decided not to and just went for another beer instead? And they took that decision and kept him in the same universe rather than make it a different universe for that decision. And had them both like fight each other off. He then becomes fully again. He absorbs the the good guy version of Doctor Strange. Saves her, but collapses all of reality in that universe in on itself. And he asks the Watcher to help him. And the Watcher's like, no, I'm not helping you. You brought this on yourself. You have to live with it. And then, like, she disappears because part of, like, saving them is he's undoing reality to save her. And then she becomes undone as well by reality, so she ends up dead as well. And then he's just left on this bit of rock in this, like, almost like gemstone configuration, just trapped there for all time. Um, but the, the theories are that he gets out and he somehow becomes part of uh, the Spider-Man thing that's what people are going for now they said because we didn't see his hand shake strange's hands didn't have the shake and he was like holding a cup and he was really thinking unless it was just one of those things where they just forgot for him to play that bit up and like play the shake up i don't know but um interesting theory anyway and I mean that trailer has been poured to death over and over, uh, clawed and like frame by framed, to find um, all of the juicy little details that are in there. They're also speculating that the the bit where he's in that suit and then suits up into the Iron Spider on top of the car, as Doc Ock comes out and goes, "Hello, Peter," uh, that's Tobey Maguire, and they just face swapped him. For Tom Holland to not give it away. But we'll see. Because um, they said that he's wearing pretty much exactly what Tobey Maguire Peter would wear. But um, yeah. I think I've, I've gone above and beyond on this uh, little bit. About hey, he did really well. The trailer. And the film will do really well. And Sony should stop fucking around and let Marvel continue to make films with Spider-Man. Because they're going to make shitloads of money again. <sighs> and also, fucking people trying to make shitloads of money, but not doing it the right way. You, Soldier Boy! Uh, he's got roasted by the internet again, as he claimed he owned Atari. Yeah, this is uh, from comicbook.com slash gaming. Uh, this is posted on the 19th of August. It has updated since then. Immediately after he published that he said he owned Atari, Atari addressed Soldier Boy's comments on Twitter by tweeting, We know that CEO of Atari is a dream job, but that honour belongs to Wade Rosen. DeAndre Cortez Way, better known as rapper Soldier Boy, has released a new video in which he claims that he is now the owner of Atari. <laughs> in the video... The rapper says that the video game company was very impressed with the success of his soldier game consoles and handhelds and reached out to him. 
The rapper then claimed that he is selling his current game company for $140 million. Right. And he has signed two deals with the time. Sodgeboy went on to claim that the deal makes him, quote, the first rapper to own a video game company. Mm, probably Rich not. Sodgeboy has a, had a checkered history with the game video gaming industry, and they might want to take Sodgeboy's home with a little bit of a grain of salt. Presumably, a publisher like Atari would make some kind of formal announcement via press release or social media of any kind of ownership, but the company has not addressed these claims until uh, well, I said at the beginning because it was actually an update. Uh, well, this whole thing might sound bizarre, it's very much in keeping with Soldier Boy's typical interaction with the gaming industry. SB has made several attempts to conquer the console market with products that had often trampled the copyrights of other companies. His Soldier Game handheld bears a strong resemblance to the PlayStation Vita, and these Retro Soldier Boy Mini contains games pre-added, or sorry, pre-loaded on it that were copyrighted by Nintendo. He also unveiled the Soldier Game console back in February, and his announcement post showed a console that clearly had a PlayStation controller. <laughs> By all this, it is possible that the rapper has formed some kind of working relationship with Atari, but it seems to be a bit difficult to imagine that Soldier Boy has taken ownership of the company. For now, gamers and rap fans will just have to wait and see what Soldier Boy is planning next. Every time, think, every time fans think the rapper has moved on to his attempt of selling video games, he strikes back again with another plan. Who knows? Maybe this one will work out for him. Yeah. I do remember. I do remember seeing a a picture of him actually being given um, like a million Atari coins or some shit. Yeah, which I think is only worth what like four hundred fifty thousand or something along those lines. Uh, guess you can find a confirmation on that one. Bear with. But yeah, it's. <sighs> Soldier Boy, I don't know what he's doing, but basically he thinks he can claim that these consoles, which you can buy on Amazon, uh, unbranded with the Soldier Boy stink for twenty or thirty pounds cheaper. Which are they are just knockoff consoles. They're not anything special. They're probably weighing like five grams because it's like a circuit board that's got an emulator on it and some hastily ported emulations that might work, but probably won't. Uh, very well. And he's claiming that he's this big time fucking games developer and he's doing games consoles and he's throwing out that he owns a games company. I'm pretty sure Atari is owned by yeah, Wade Rosen. Uh, yeah, but it's like under Activision or something like that. Atari isn't its own thing anymore. It's owned by a larger company. It's a subsidiary company. Um, let me look it up. Which games company owns Atari? I don't think it's Activision. I think it's um Hasbro. Yeah. In nineteen ninety eight, uh, Hasbro. And then Infogrames Entertainment bought Hasbro Interactive. So, Infogrames. I technically own uh, Atari. Uh, in 2020, Atari launched the Atari Token Partnership in partnership with the ICICB group, where ICICB 
C Steve fuck my words. I C I C B group is fifty percent owner of the company. Atari Chain Limited registered in Gibraltar also Atari uh, fuck issued an exclusive license with the ICB group, launching a game platform using cryptocurrency. Uh, the ICB group is com- holding the company with is a holding company with multiplier license in fintech, blockchain, crypto exchanges, and financial head funds. So essentially, he's bought the game's cryptocurrency and he thinks he owns it. Essentially, yeah, probably. So who's the idiot here, Soldier Boy? You. <laughs> we all saw that one coming, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, you didn't. Uh. So apparently, Infogrames renamed itself to uh, Atari SA in two thousand and nine, and sought bankruptcy protection in twenty thirteen. Hmm. So, yeah, he he just owns a, a fucking small stake in Activision. He doesn't uh, Atari even. He doesn't own Atari. Fucking idiot. Uh, so the next one. Um, Fortnite released recently uh, an imposter game mode where they have basically very Among Us style gameplay. Now, how Among Us style gameplay is it, Dolph? Because you've actually watched and read this. It's it's very Among Us gameplay. It's basically you got one imposter go around. Or even two bosses going around killing people. Um, the rooms are relatively similar with names. The map looks different, but if you've, if someone actually did a um, cross reference between the Among Us map and one of the Fortnite Imposters base maps, and although the map looks different of the overlay, all the um, air vents still lead to the exact same fucking place. So it's copy pasted. It's literally copy pasted. Uh, it's got the um, link here uh, from Gfinity Esports. Uh, is it .co.uk or is it .com? Among Us devs wish Epic would have approached them over Fortnite's imposters mode. Several Innersoft staff members were disappointed at imposters, which leaned heavily to into the Among Us premise. Now, I will before I read the article, I, I will say that Among Us were not the first to do the, you know, in the imposter-esque genre. Yeah, well, I mean, there was uh, Trouble in Terrorist Town, there was The Hidden. Yep. Um, so they... Well, they didn't corner the market. Uh, Among Us did something unique with that market to make it more uh, enjoyable yep. to a masses. I mean, Trouble in Terrace Town is fucking fun. Um, but that's a different style of gameplay. You're trying to win by just killing everyone. In Among Us, you can win by stopping people doing the objectives, by killing them by setting the reactor to overload or robbing them of air. There are, there are or, ways around. Or, or even get people to um, kill other teammates and not suspect you. Yeah. It's very more deceptive. And... From what I've heard, uh, that's exactly how this imposter mode runs. Yeah. 
Okay, uh, the article continues. Uh, you may have seen that Epic Games recently announced a new Fortnite mode called Imposters. Seeing 10 players gather in a secret facility called, quote-unquote, The Bridge, to complete tasks, sabotage, and quietly kill off others. Well, that sounds exactly like in, in a sloth's social deduction game Among Us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've previously heard collaboration rumours between the two hit games, though according to Innersloth, Epic Games never approached her about imposters. Understandably, that's led to some staff members expressing significant disappointment and frustration. Yep. Talking to Twitter, Innersloth's community manager, Victoria Trans, stated, it would have been really, really cool to collab. It just reminds me of the whole uh, Apex Legends reboot card thing. So, oh. in, in- Dingo doesn't say it's just sad indie hours right now. <laughs> I think it's just hitting me particularly hard today because all of the BF dungeon stuff plus this and it's so weirdly personal because it feels exactly like being a woman slash POC in tech. I'm not entirely sure what that reference you're referring to. I don't know what POC means, to be fair, in tech. No, I don't know. Without name Eckett Gaines or Fortnite in a sloths in Adriel Wallach also chimed in stating everything in the world was already feeling insurmountable so this was just another fun reminder of how tiny we all really are hmm. it's a pressure situation one that could ease, could have easily been avoided by tearing up within a sloth to make a true Fortnite collab while Epic hasn't formally responded to requests for com- comment about the Among Us style mode in a sloth's game has a dedicated audience one that's not likely to disappear anytime soon which I agree it's got its own fan base it's quite unique yeah, yeah. It's- but then, it's just PUBG. Yeah, that was unique. by its own fan base, and that's fucking slowly died to death. Mm. I can't run it on my computer because of the, all the errors that it fucking introduces these days, um, which I'm super pissed about because I enjoyed that game. They even added this weird thing in PUBG recently where you could play Erangel for three matches a day against bots and fourteen other people because they know you like it, but they won't bring back the map selection, you cunts. Fortnite is no stranger to in-game collaborations. This has further led to countless rumours and theories surfacing regarding the possibility of more collabs in the game. Mm-hmm. While there's a certain faction of players who are tired of the never-ending run of in-game collabs, there are also plenty of players who enjoy these popular references in Fortnite. Having said that, the latest leaks that have surfaced suggests a Fortnite is gearing up for an, an extremely popular in-game collab. After the massive success of Ariana Grande's in-game concert, Fortnite could be set to host Dinner Sloth's Among Us as the latest collab. Yeah, I agree with that. <coughs> mm. Yeah, but it's literally... It's, it's literally just Among Us in 3D, essentially. Yeah, and somebody's already tried to make that as well. Yeah, and they've done a fucking good job of it as well. I've mm-hmm. seen, I've seen the um, the test testing of it. Yeah. So, could you imagine um, Among Us in VR? That'd be fucking cool. <sighs> yeah, but getting killed in VR as well—that'd be f- you'd you'd scream like you never screamed before. Just you walking <laughs> along, and the next minute you just get your fucking head twisted round without your no. control. You'd freak the fuck out. Even the most hardened man would girly scream the fuck out of the place. It could be any worse than fucking Phasmophobia, I would have thought. I fucking hate Phasmophobia. <laughs> I, I played uh, it with Jazzy a few times, really, and I just... You really need to give it another go. It's, um, it's, a, it's a lot more scary now from what I've been watching on YouTube. Fuck that. As, as I said, they've the recent update, they've added two new ghosts. The 
the Myling and the the Gorio, I think. There's there's new kit. There's a the, there's this is like this little uh, a dots projector, which basically paints a whole entire, paints a room in green dots, and certain ghosts only appear on those. Um, your electronics now give you away if you're hiding in the closet. So turn off your little torch and turn off your fucking items, mm. otherwise they track you down. Uh, I absolutely hate the, the, that. The, the biggest, the biggest scary thing is if you're one of the large amounts of the asylum. When a hunt starts and you're not near the ghost, you are not gonna have a fucking clue. Because how it used to be, when a hunt starts, your personal flashlight would flicker. Mm -hmm. But now, if you're if a hunt starts and you're not near the ghost when it starts its hunt, you ain't gonna fucking know because your light won't flick until you get close. I I hate. <laughs> I hate horror games where you can't defend yourself. It's a, a level of frustration that I hate. I like Dead Space. I hate the regenerators. Oh, don't. Those bastard things. Th that is like, my... It's like, it's like, it's like oh, I cut your limbs off. It's like, what a fucking bet. <laughs> <laughs> I've got them back. And it's like, fuck, fuck off. <laughs> it's like not in my final form, motherfucker. I, I absolutely hate that because it's like... I love the game, but I don't want to play it because of those. Because of those fuckers. Although the Dead Space remake that's coming out fucking looks good. I might have to suffer it again. It does look good, but are they changing anything to it? Or is it just uh, basically going to be like adding, overhaul? They're adding some content that couldn't be done because of uh, engine constraints and technological constraints. So, if anything, it will be more in line with the original vision of Dead Space. Mm, but... No microtransactions, they've said. Yeah, sure. Uh, probably no, probably um, no microtransactions at release. Hmm. Although, but how again, would you put it one, in one, a single-player game? Well, they didn't. They didn't. Dead Space Three, didn't they? Well, that was a co-op though, as well. Or your, or your few um, material short form and upgrade here. You can spend one ninety-nine to get fifty of them. Yeah, but you can't do that in this one because there isn't. Materials to upgrade and make your well, own guns. True, but there's no, there's no doubt they might actually put it in. To mm, fair. They probably will do, and they'll be like, "All right, thanks for fucking up this good game." Like I said, the the, the only thing that stopped me from getting it probably is EA. I, I'm gonna wait until I see more about it. If they confirm yeah. absolutely no microtransactions and it's a decent price, I'll pick it up. But you can you can probably guarantee if they have Dead Space One remake with a massive fucking success, you know they're gonna do the same with two and three. Yeah, and then they'll they'll go four. Although I I don't think they'll do three. You know what will happen is they'll do two, and then the Dead Space Three will be a completely different game. It'll be a remake. Because Dead Space Three was more of a even. kind of multiplayer esque thing, wasn't it? You had to. Well, it had co-op stuff. Yeah. You had to get co-op. Yeah. So. But you could do it solo. You didn't have to do it co-op. No. You would have like a co-op partner. Uh, AI. Yeah, yeah but there's be, be times when you're doing certain things in co-op that your uh, friend wouldn't see what you're doing. Yeah, the the problem. I think, I think I think there's one point where this might be minor spoilery, but when you find one of the, I'm just gonna call him a beacon because I can't remember what they were called. Yeah, beacon. Oh, oh marker, marker. Sorry, marker. Oh. Yeah, you you approach it, you um activate it, then you're apparently teleported into some sort of plane and you got to fend off yourself 
and all that's happening right now on your friend's screen is you're just you're just standing there walking around in circles. Yeah, um, what is it? Um, if you play as Carver, the other character in Dead Space Three, he has a whole mini storyline where he's freaking out in his head, and you are fighting things in your head, and on like um, like Isaac's screen, you are literally just stood still. Mm. And then it's like, hey, you've been stood there for like three minutes. What the hell have you been doing? And he's like, huh? What? And it's like, are you okay? Yeah, I, I'm fine. And he, he, he doesn't want to give his trauma away because it was like a thing they wanted to do and they wanted to do more of, but Activision, not Activision, uh, EA told them to fucking yeah. step it back. Um, But the way EA are going at the moment, I think they're realizing that people like the old games and stuff and not to really fuck with them because if they do, they'll get backlash. It's not just that. I think EA also starting to realize that single player games are alive and well and they sell well. Yep. I, I think as well, if they get to Dead Space 3, it'll be a reboot. It'll probably be a similar story, but it won't be beat for beat. No. They can't. People will kick off if they do that. But Dead Space 2 will be fucking amazing remasters. Can you imagine fucking doing the. um. The needle in the eye thing and fucking 4K. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I already didn't like it the first time round. I fucked up the first time. Oh, God, yeah, and you just smashed the fucking thing through his face. That's horrible. <laughs> I oh, do. That even, I'm, I'm usually pretty. Resi- I'm, well, I wouldn't say resistant. I'm I, usually I, pretty able to deal with that kind of squeamishness. But... Things near or in my eye, no. Mm-mm. It's like when you when you see cutscenes of um people getting beheaded or fucking impalement. It's like, ooh, yeah. But when you get actual impalement in eye sockets, yeah, kind of draw the line there. So I'll tell you, one of the most brutal and it made me feel a little bit uncomfortable was playing the Tomb Raider reboots when you get like impaled or something, watching a struggle before. Oh, when you go when you're going down the um, the rapids. Yeah, and she gets that pole ones. through yeah. a fucking head. And under a, under a neck and through her head, and she struggles for a moment. Then, like, and the, the arms just going fucking limp by her sides. Like, that Ooh. is fucking horrible. I mean, probably people are getting after that, but no, <laughs> made me feel sick. I always feel bad doing it as well. Like, oh, I didn't know, but yeah. So that I'm I'm looking forward to that, but they they need to behave. Um. Speaking of behaving themselves, hey, you know the new PS5 with the new screw we talked about last podcast? Yep. We found out what the 300 grams lighter was. I was right, wasn't I? You was fucking absolutely right. <laughs> they took a significant portion of the heatsink off. Uh, and as a result, with a base PS5 and the new model PS5, the new model PS5 runs about 5 degrees Celsius. No, between three and five, isn't it? Yeah, three and five degrees Celsius hotter than the base model. The original release model. Yeah, the original base models. Um, and uh, the guy who reported this uh, got some significant fucking fanboy backlash. That was, uh, what was his name? Austin um, Evans. That's the one, yeah. And he was like, look, I'm not telling you it's a bad console. I'm telling you, I don't want one of these consoles because uh, if they do this, they're basically 
making the longevity of the console worse because potentially uh higher demand games later on could really heat up the console <clears throat> and if it gets hot on a five or on a, like a, on a on a basic first gen one where they overcompensate the heat sinks it's going to really feel it on the newer one so yeah I, I i don't know i feel like they've done it just to make it profitable and yeah okay so they're making it profitable it's going to save them money but then they're going to get like problems with hardware failures and stuff because if you can't get in there and clean that heat sink out efficiently over time that heat sink is going to become less efficient because it's full of shit and a less efficient heat sink retains more heat and I, I feel like eventually that's going to be its undoing yeah uh, and these newer models are going to be undoing until they do like a light model where they fix all the problems with it and make it so it does run fine it doesn't need a big fan um it can run with less heat sinks and stuff but we're still in the first year of it and they've already brought out a revision console where they just literally hocked a massive chunk of heat sink off another thing they've done is they've changed um one of the panels from copper to something else. Oh yeah, um, it was like aluminium it's also, instead of copper. It's, it's like it's like a, a finger gap difference between current model and the revised model. Yeah, he like literally put his finger between the gap and the thing, where before it was like flush with the model. So potentially as well, if anything comes loose in the newer models, they're gonna rattle. Yep. Whereas the older model, everything's nice and snug. So, I I don't know I I. Hmm. Yeah, okay, it's making them money. Yay for them, I suppose. But then Microsoft aren't releasing revision consoles. They're just releasing skins on their consoles. Like the Halo one that's coming out. There's no revisions. You want an S with the, that just has a smaller hard drive, a smaller SSD, and a, um, no, hard drive, uh, no disk drive? You buy one of those. You don't want 4K? Buy one of those. Fine, that's fine. You do that. Uh, you want 4K? You want disk drive? You pay for the, the, the little mini fridge. But all the design elements of that have been designed to work in that module. So revisions of that would literally be probably, I don't know, a more efficient CPU eventually. And um, an even quieter fan if they could make a quieter fan than this. This thing's fucking whisper quiet when it's on. My computer that has two fans in it is 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 louder than my Xbox uh, Series X. I I barely hear it. I have to put my hand over it to feel the heat it kicks out. So, like the the way they manufactured it, they manufactured it from an engineering standpoint, whereas Sony went from a, hmm, we want to make it look nice, we also need it to not explode, Just cram all the heat sinks in. <coughs> and then after about a year, they're like, okay, we need to save money. How can we do it? I suppose we could take less heat sinks out and see if it still works fine. And they're, they're riding the line. And they're riding the line on this one. But um, 
it could be worse. It could be the Sonic Colors Ultimate Edition that's uh, come out recently. Uh, today, actually. Um, people who've got the pre-reviews have been getting seizure-inducing uh, levels of uh, like glitches. Um, it's loading times on the Nintendo Switch have been horrifically long. Um... The, some of the wisp powers flat out kick you out of the plane of existence you should be on and you can't get anywhere. There's been like numerous uh, glitches and broken uh, things that this day one patch may improve. But at the moment, um, like many reviewers who are independent from like iGen and all that have literally said, yeah, stay away from the Switch version particularly uh, and wait to see if they improve it with patches before you commit money to it. And uh, I'm disappointed because the boy wanted it for his Switch and I told him to hold off. And he goes, I'll, I'll probably get it for the Xbox and see how we'll get a couple of weeks. Let him get a few patches out there uh, and figure out um, exactly what that fixes. Because I feel like they're... Um, the COVID-19 rush to get things out uh, of 2021 has hit a lot of games again. And, oh no, look, a Sonic game that should be good that isn't, particularly. So, yeah. Um, my professional opinion as a gamer of many years would be to hang fire and wait. Wait for the, the more patches, wait for more favourable independent reviews telling you that it's been sorted and runs better yeah um and then spend your money if you want it because if you buy it now and they don't ever fix the problems you are going to be disappointed you're going to be mass effect andromeda levels of disappointed like i was um so yeah you don't want to do that and then uh last topic before we can uh take a a slap at uh wrapping up Activision Blizzard released a statement today, uh, not today, a, a week or so back, regarding yeah. uh, name change to a character in Overwatch. Jesse McCree Ooh. is getting his name changed uh, because apparently he's named after one of these people named in the cases uh, for sexual Ooh. harassment and other misconduct. So uh, they're like, we've done it before with characters and other developing games uh in the past and yep. they want to keep him in the game and keep his story going but they're gonna have to change his name uh the, the actual statement leads reads even uh we built the overwatch universe uh around the idea of inclusivity uh equ equity and hope uh that our building blocks for the future and a better future they are central to the game and the overwatch team we continue as we continue to discuss how best to live up with uh, values and demonstrate our commitment to creating a game world that reflects them we believe it's necessary to change the name of the hero currently known as mccree to something that better represents what overwatch stands for we realize that any change to such a well-loved and central hero in the game's fiction will take some time to roll out correctly and we will share updates as we work, uh, as the work progresses. In the near term, we had planned to kick off a narrative arc in September, supported 
with the new story and new game content, of which McCree was a key part. Since we want to integrate the change into that story arc, we'll be delaying the new arc until later this year instead of uh, and instead launch a new free-for-all map uh, this September. Going forward, in-game characters will no longer be named after real employees, and we will be more thoughtful and discerning about adding real-world references in future Overwatch content. Uh, this will help reinforce that we're building a fictional universe that is unmistakably different from the real world, and better illustrates, illustrates that the creation of the Overwatch is truly a team effort. Look on these dates are underway, and they are just part of the ongoing commitment uh, to honest reflection and making whatever changes are necessary to build a future worth fighting for. We know that actions speak louder than words, and we hope to show you our commitment to make it Overwatch a better experience in-game and continue to make our team the best it can be. Uh, and it's like the Overwatch team. So, I feel that this story arc they're going to do is going to have him change, like go against his name and decide he's going to change it to something else. Kind of like how... Um... Spider-Man is the RJ got to Peter Parker kind of thing. Be like, haha, my name, Jesse McCree, was just my hidden name. Hidden I'm, actually, name. I'm actually, insert name here. Well, if you think as well, McCree did do a lot of bad shit in the past, lots of questionable shit in the past, and I think the story will now reflect how that isn't who he wants that's to be. That's actually, his Jesse McCree was actually just an alias. Well, no, I think he'd be like, I used to be called McCree, I'm now this and then new name and he wants to go forward and known as that name and then like the other overwatch characters would be like oh i'm glad you're making a change and you are doing a big step by becoming this new character and changing who you are um i mean it's disheartening i like mccree mccree uh voiced by matthew mercer uh, resident evil 4's leon s kennedy um it's cool. I, I don't know why they couldn't get rid of the Jesse part and just call him McCree. Just put it with the surname reference, I would have thought. Unless it was the... Yeah. But then, what would be a fitting name to him to be renamed to? Shoot him McShoot face. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a cowboy. High noon team. I mean, I, 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 well, they can't call him Revolve Rustlock, can they? Because that's what's been taken. Yeah. It could be like, yeah, his name's like Teddy. It could be High Noon T. But yeah, I, I like the commitment to try and distance themselves from the the bullshit that's been going on. I don't know if they were personally affected the Overwatch team. It sounds like they probably weren't Um, in this case that's going on in the background. But um. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see that one going forward. We've got a lot of to be continued. A lot of to be continued. Yeah. But uh fuck, alright, we're we're done. Um two hours. Done. So Ooh. um go on then, Dolph, wrap it up for us. Wrap it up? Yeah, wrap her up. Let's go. Okay, if you'd like to leave me a message on Twitter, you can reach me on my handle at Dolphin Rapture. Uh start your message with hashtag SRP podcast. Uh, neither religious, political, or race, racist. Don't be a dick. Uh, you can reach Star 
at uh, Stardust2118 on Twitter as well. Again, hashtag SRP Podcast, same questions. You can reach uh, Bob at Ragey underscore Coop on Twitter as well. I'm assuming the same kind of questions. Nothing very sure, mm-hmm. nothing, or nothing offensive. And yep. you can also reach our host, Loz, uh, at any way you can find the, the handle, LozG1985. So that's Twitter, Xbox, Pornhub. You know, you, you probably got a... Um, OnlyFans. OnlyFans somewhere. You probably got a Costa Coffee somewhere, you know, Starbucks. Yeah. Also, if you'd like to leave us a voice message, you can do so via the Anchor app, which is a free download, I believe. It's how we do our podcast. Mm-hmm. We can play live or not quite live your voice message. So we see what happens. We'll we'll put it in the podcast. We can listen to it and we can give our responses. You get to have your voice in our very own podcast. Yep. Uh, we'll do our best to um, vet it in a way that, unless you're being an absolute prick, you'll most likely get on the on the podcast in some way or another. But if you're going to be deliberately offensive. Um, after I've listened to it, if I deem it being shite. Um, but inoffensive, you'll get put on and then just ridiculed. Whereas if it's offensive, you won't make it to the podcast. So, be nice. Uh, and with that, I'd like to thank uh, Dolph Star, Bob, and Lurker Sparks for joining me. Um, this has been the Smarts in Pajamas, episode 80... Fuck, I'll get it right. 87. Uh, and we'll see you all next time. Thank you very much. I'll be the, I'll be the same. Bye. Bye.